Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So today on the podcast, we have Megan Stewart, and we are so excited to have her. We are going to be talking all about high-tech AAC devices and really kind of digging into how to have trials for devices and how to obtain devices and things that I feel like SLPs are often a little afraid of, myself included, because we're not super comfortable with it. So Megan, thank you so much for being here with us. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to chat all things AAC. Yeah, absolutely. I guess first we can just dive in and let us know a little bit about yourself and your area of interest and kind of the setting you work in. Sure. Um, I am a speech language pathologist, obviously have been for, oh my gosh, I think this is my 17th year as a speech speechy. So um, it's been a while. I have worked in a variety of settings. Um, but the majority of my time has been in schools where I am currently. Um, I'm in Northeast Florida and I work at a school. It's a different type of school. It's a public school, but it's a, um, it's a, what do they call it? Hmm. Oh, it's a focus school. There, there's the okay. word I was looking oh, yeah. for. <laughs> okay. It's a focus school for kids that have autism specifically okay. or a related disability. And we're special because we're a public school, but we focus specifically on that population and that we serve kids that are ages three years old. So just coming out of early intervention through eighth grade. Wow. And so we have a big campus, um, but we do have small class sizes. So the majority of our classes sit at about nine to 10 students with about three staff at a minimum in the classroom um, because of the needs of our students. But um, it's a wonderful setting, obviously, um, with the kids that have the higher needs. I use a lot of AAC all day long, um, every day. So that's a little bit about me. I've worked everywhere except for with adults. I've always been pediatric. Always knew that was my jam. So Awesome. (laughs) That ratio is so nice, too, for kids to staff. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. It allows us to really do focused interventions because our goal for our students is really not to keep them. Like we love them and we love working with them, but especially when we get them at three, um, we have the goal to at least by kindergarten, if not before, get them back out into their neighborhood school because Mm -hmm. our students are coming from all over the district as well as other districts. Um, So our goal is to get them back out to their neighborhood school so that they can be with their typically developing peers and have more of that inclusion because we don't have any of that on our campus at this time. That's yeah. That's funny. You say that. Cause I was just telling my husband that our job is kind of weird in the sense that you work really hard to like, hopefully never see them again, which is a right. weird thing. Right. Yeah. I definitely try to work myself out of a job 
yeah. um, on a daily basis. And I tell the teachers and the paraprofessionals that I work with as well. I'm like, I want you guys to be able to do this without me. Like, I want you all to be like little mini SLPs and just feel mm -hmm. just as comfortable doing everything that I'm doing in your classroom when I'm not here, because that's where it's really going to happen. Definitely. Yeah, that's so important. Training the teacher teachers and paras was huge mm -hmm. when I worked in the school because right. A lot of times, and I was in a public school, um, and I only saw these kids for maybe 30 minutes a week. So that's yeah. nothing in their entire school day. So that's so important. Yeah. And we do all of our therapy push in. Mm -hmm. So we go into the classrooms, um, especially for our students that have autism. We really want to make sure that that generalization piece is not an extra hurdle. So if we were to pull them out and do therapy activities outside of their natural classroom environment, and then ask them to go back and replicate those in their classroom, um, I think we'd have an uphill battle. So we, that's why we really advocate for doing everything in the classroom or PE or on the playground, just where they are during right. our school day. Awesome. So um, relating back to AAC and kind of like the general scope of our practice, can you kind of go over what high-tech AAC specifically is? Yeah. So typically people think of high tech um, as that do things. So um, like your iPad apps will be high tech AAC. So um, they're dynamic display. And all that means is you touch something on the device or on the iPad app and it changes. So either it'll speak for you um, and or it'll go to a different page. It will do different things. Some of the devices nowadays have these crazy amounts of supports like Toby Dynavox has um, visual timers and first end boards and contingency maps and all sorts of things built into their devices. So they're like little mini computers that the kids get to carry around and they have more language built in already came programmed than any of us could ever program in our lifetime as an SLP. So you can think of them more as I guess, I guess you could think of them as an iPad. Just mm -hmm. a lot of the dedicated devices have um, extra functionality to them. It's incredible how much is on those. I know I've been to a couple of trainings from like different AAC products and it's just, it's crazy. Thank God that there are reps out there yeah. that are the experts in this because there's no way that SLPs can be experts on every single devices. There's just no, no. way. No, and even with AAC being like the main part of my job that I do every day, I don't know right. about all the devices. You're right. There is absolutely no way mm -hmm. that we can learn all of it and know all of it and keep it all in our heads, especially right. with all the other things we're doing. So right. exactly. yeah, the reps are amazing. And it's so nice that they make themselves available. I know when I was in um, outpatient, we had a couple of reps just for like our area that we could call and they would just come in and show us some things they had or do an in-service with us with some of their new mm -hmm. products or devices. So um, I think they have that in most areas. I've only ever been in Ohio with that. So I'm not totally sure, but I think they have that everywhere. Yeah. Every device manufacturer should mm -hmm. have reps that cover, oftentimes they'll cover many different areas or different mm -hmm. parts of your state. Mm -hmm. Um but you should have for Saltillo, for PRC, yeah. they're combined now, so they're one. But um, for Toby Dynavox, for um, 
cough drop doesn't have reps, but they have a wonderful support staff. But every place you should be able to go onto their website and be able to locate your, um, your rep and they will be able to help you out with anything. Yeah. That's so nice. So going off of that, when Mm -hmm. you decide, what are some reasons that you would decide to start implementing a high-tech AAC device? I know that some kids um, might start with maybe lower tech. So something like text Mm -hmm. or just a picture exchange system. So what would be a reason that you would initiate the next step to a higher level or higher tech device? Yeah. So one thing just kind of off topic is there's a little bit of a buzz right now about versus saying light tech versus low tech. Okay. So there, and I'm still, I'm still making that transition in my brain as well. Um, I think um, a lot of people are having that push to go towards more low, I'm sorry, light tech to say light tech for like your paper-based systems, your pecs, things like that versus high. I know it can be hard to switch that because we say it all the time and low and high just right. go together. <laughs> Rachel and I were just we were talking, talking about this that. too, yeah. because I was like, Rachel, I'm sure I'm using some of the wrong terminology because things change every day. And the words that I used once aren't acceptable now sometimes. And that's just kind of the world. Well, and in, I think but... it all, it, I think it all depends on who you're talking yeah, to, too, right? So it's like, I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I right. think it's just some people prefer one way and some people prefer another know. way. So, yeah. um, but off of your question. So, um, I start all of my kids, like our tier one support for our whole entire school is a core vocabulary communication board that we have just adopted. We found it on board maker, um, and just realized that, yeah, this is about what our, what we typically say to our students every day, all day, you know, encompasses this. So this is every student gets this as their tier one. And then as we start progressing, you very quickly, well, not all the time quickly, but oftentimes pretty quickly are able to tell how students have more receptive language, they just can't get it out. And then once they have that click where it's like, oh, this thing gets me stuff. Mm -hmm. So then they start flying and they've got multiple word phrases and um, there's no way, it's kind of like, if you do do PECs, Um, when we were doing that in our district, we got to the point where you can't make enough visuals. Like you can't keep up with their vocabulary. Yeah. So then you have really no choice, but to move to something that's even, that's either got a lot more pages like a pod book or, you know, a flip book or something like that, or move towards a high tech device. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, we start, I had, I just submitted two high tech device reports for a three-year-old last wow. week. Um, we start wow. them as soon as we possibly can. And I mean, this little guy, a little tangent, but I have to brag on him. He is three and he has been using the non-speaking version of the Toby Dynavox Snap Plus mm-hmm. Core, the free version. Mm-hmm. And he is going to the keyboard by himself and spelled out eat phonetically, like backwards, mm-hmm. weird way, but you knew what he was saying. Yeah. And then he started spelling five and he's three and I'm just like mind blown. So, um, yeah, we start as soon as we think that there's even an inkling and sometimes, you know, it's not even waiting for that inkling. It's just saying, you know, presuming that potential of all kiddos and saying, Hey, let's just try this. 
I've got this. And oftentimes if one student tries it and has success with it, the other kids in the classroom are like, hmm, what's he doing? Mm -hmm. Let me go check out what she's got going on over there. And they'll come over. And then before you know it, you've got an entire preschool classroom full of kids on high-tech devices. So um, it's really on a case-by-case basis, but um, I don't think you can really go wrong per se by introducing Mm -hmm. high-tech. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to hurt anything by trying it. Um, I think it's more, it's less about the system versus light tech versus high tech versus PRC, Saltillo, Toby, anything like that. It's more about how you use it. Yeah. Um, That's the bigger thing. So definitely. Well, I know earlier we were just talking about how SLPs can be really overwhelmed with, you know, different devices and all of these features. So how do you provide parents with like the appropriate education and training or resources even that they would need to start using these devices with their children? Yeah, so a lot of things, um, we involve the parents from the beginning, obviously, and let them know. Um, The majority of parents will defer and say, okay, you're the expert, you know, because especially if they're younger or even if they're older, um, this is the first time they've heard of this. Like they don't know anything about it and so they kind of defer to us as the professional um and then you know a lot of different um slps have videos out on youtube um i have a few out there just about basic core vocabulary and modeling um on my youtube channel we can also do coaching through video so like showing the parents how to program and how to use the device and the different features um we've taken videos of us using it at school with the kiddo and sent those to the parents, um, you know, via email or we use class dojo so we can send it privately that way. Um, we connect them with the reps too and let them talk to the reps. Um, cause oftentimes the reps can have a little bit more leeway and flexibility with their timing with us running around schools, like crazy people. Sometimes <laughs> we run out of time. Um, but um, the device company site, and then I know that the majority of the um, manufacturers have different training things on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the one I know the most about because I've used it the most is that um, Toby Dynavox has Pathways app um, for Snap Plus Core, and it's a totally free app on the iPad. Anybody can download it, and it takes you through step-by-step trainings and Um, shows videos and all of the things and it's searchable. So it's a really good resource for parents too. Definitely. I think referring to rep, that's what I was going to say. I usually did in outpatient because we didn't have time. Our sessions were 30 minutes by 30 minutes and they were sandwiched between everybody. So it was like, this is all the time we had. So we would, that's what we would do is we would refer to the reps, which again, they're wonderful because they would maybe go to their house, not in COVID times, but have a meeting at their house or at, they would even come to their school and show Mm -hmm. their teachers what this device was. So I think that's huge is knowing kind of when to reach out for help too, because again, we can't possibly do it all. There's just no way. Um, I know you said pathways is mm-hmm. free. And then I mm-hmm. think does Toby Dynavox have another free trial. I think you were telling us about for SLPs. Um, yep. To lots trial of different, snap maybe. Yep. So lots of, yes. Uh-huh. You're right. 
So lots of different um, manufacturers also will, if you reach out to them, mm -hmm. um, they will give you as an SLP a free license um, so on nice. the iPad for mm -hmm. their device. So I know that Toby does it. So the yeah. easiest thing for them is if you go on the Toby Dynavox site, mm -hmm. and I'll send you the link um, so you guys can put it in the Thank show you. notes for that. Um, but if you go on there and then actually... You don't have to go on the website. So you download your, on your iPad, you just mm -hmm. download Snap Plus for it, the free version. It does everything. It just doesn't talk. Mm -hmm. So when you then go to provide Toby with um, your license number to prove that you are a licensed speech pathologist, then they will go to your account and turn on the voice at no cost for you. That is so and I, nice. And I have even known them to do this and I hope I'm not out speaking out of turn for any Toby reps out there, but um, I have known them to do that for some special education teachers as mm -hmm. well um, to be able to provide that. So like for my classrooms, when I go in, if, you know, I've got this little three-year-old that's rocking it out right. on something and we wish that it would talk for him, then mm -hmm. she can have that option to turn it on. Wow. Um, but other than that, I mean, majority of companies, I have gotten a free ProLoQuo um, app and they'll give you a license for that. I've got speak for yourself. I've got, um, cough drop is awesome. They have the best customer service too. Um, they do. Also I, I agree. So I'm a, um, department head for all the speech pathologists in my district. And we just submitted a proposal to get cough drop for a couple of our really high need schools and their uh -huh. customer service is amazing. It, they are. They are the nicest guys too. I've met them at ATIA a couple times and they are the most chill guys ever. And they are, they have kids, like they're special needs dads. Yes, exactly. So they have a heart for this, like right. this is their life. And so they're awesome. And they, it's similar to like the Toby thing where you download the free trial and then you let them know that you're an SLP. And then mm -hmm. the, after the two months, they just let you keep going mm -hmm. with it. And so then you've got it. Um, but I know that there's also a blog post out there that I'll send you guys the link to, um, but it's by OM, so amazing, but it's OM um, Kids. And she's got an awesome blog post that really lays out specifically which companies and who to reach out to, like how to contact oh, wow. them to get all of these so sometimes they'll run out of codes. So you might have to wait a minute. Mm -hmm. um, but every time I've been like on a waiting list for one, it hasn't been long and they do get back to you. That sounds so, amazing. Yeah. And another little trick that I have discovered is that because these apps can be like huge, like ProLoQuo is just a huge app because it is and Snap Plus 4 too. But if you download them, then you can delete them, but they're still in your iCloud account or your iTunes account. So like, if you can't run all of them because you're running out of, you don't have to buy like the most expensive iPad on the planet, mm -hmm. then you can just delete it, use the one that you need, and then reinstall the other one later if you need a different Genius. one later. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a really nice little trick that can help you get more apps and not worry about taking up all of your space on your iPad. Yeah, absolutely. That's, a, I'm sorry. My head is just spinning. Cause I'm thinking of all of these. 
I know me too. I just looked up, I just typed up real quick that amazing <laughs> blog. Cause I wanted to look at it because I'm curious how amazing I, I feel like, yeah, there had to have been something out there. Like you would think that somebody would make something like this, but I just had no mm-hmm. idea it existed. So that's yeah. so helpful. Yeah. Her, her blog and in, in and of itself is just amazing. It's just a wealth of information, but that specific, um, post that she wrote I have a bookmark somewhere because I was just like oh my gosh this is so nice that somebody took the time to put all this together so well and I know as far as um device like trialing actual devices I know Mm -hmm. that um our PRC rep would always allow us to keep a device for um Mm -hmm. I think it was 30 days we like signed a contract and it had to stay at Mm -hmm. the clinic with us but Mm -hmm. we could trial it with the client whenever Mm -hmm. they were in is does that work the same for schools Mm-hmm. Does yep. it? Okay. Yep. So I have gotten a PRC device from actually that one I got from our state lending library. So that's okay. another place that I always look oh, if I mm-hmm. can't. Um, mm-hmm. Our state lending library is awesome. And I'm pretty sure every state has a lending that, yeah. library. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes they'll run out of devices so that, but you can always contact the company. So mm-hmm. I, um, I'm always in contact with Toby because those are the ones that we use a lot mm-hmm. at our school. Um, so I get trials all the time from Toby. And then, yeah, like you said, it's a 30 day mm-hmm. trial and then it has to stay at school mm-hmm. with them. And I always just keep it with me. So I don't leave it in the classroom. Right. Um, and then I just take it in and we do our trials. And then at the end of 30 days, if you're getting it funded through insurance, which school SLPs can do, mm-hmm. at least here in Florida, um, I write up the report send the device back and send the report in all at the same time. Which I've um, always found is just so helpful to have real trials from yes. the device that you're going to use mm-hmm. when you're trying mm-hmm. to obtain this device from insurance, especially for them to accept that. Yeah, it, it's very helpful. And then it lets you know, you know, okay, well, this device, I think it's going to work. And then it either confirms right. or denies it for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Can you touch a little bit on the process? And I know it's probably different for every single, you know, AAC company, but on how to kind of obtain the device. I know you mentioned like insurance coverage, um, Mm -hmm. what that kind of looks like. So for trials, you don't need to worry about insurance at all. Um, You can just contact the device reps. Um, Your rep can help you, or you can go directly to the website. and request a trial. I know Toby Dynavox has an e-funding portal um, that you can go to and you just, um, the parents do have to sign a few documents like they have the funding. You can either do it online right there or you can print off the documents, fill out what you know, which is what I do is I print them off, fill out what I can find for as far as demographic information. And then I just highlight what the parents need to fill in and mm-hmm. sign. And then you upload that into their e e-funding portal and then they send you a trial as soon as they have one available and then it just gets sent sent to the school um I've also done it with um AbleNet has um a really nice program called um Quick Talker Freestyle Mm -hmm. and um their process is super simple as well to get a trial and to get funding um and it's an iPad with you choose the different um programmers or software that you want on there and then they send it to you and it's in a very rugged case it's got a strap it's got an external speaker it's got a bluetooth um 
switch that comes with it too. I mean, it's, I was amazed by, um, by that company as well. So that's awesome. Um, what other ways for funding have you experienced, I guess, besides just insurance, like, especially if an insurance says no, what do you do? Cause I feel like that's the scariest part with AAC for me is trying to write up justification and then getting denied right. and having to go back. And there's so many different funding resources I know, but yeah. So the biggest success that I've had, at least here in Florida is Medicaid. I, if I have a student that is on Medicaid, I knock on wood have never been denied mm-hmm. a Medicaid and they fund it in full. That's great. Um, wow. TRICARE, I don't know if there's military um, around mm-hmm. anyone, but here in Florida, we have Navy bases all over the place. And mm-hmm. so TRICARE, some TRICARE, now there's always those different tiers and lo- I don't even know, right. but some TRICARE will fund in full as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then if I find out that it's like Blue Cross, unfortunately, Blue Cross mm-hmm. is not that great right. with funding AAC devices. Then typically, um, being in the school, I will then transition to doing it more school-based. I will still do the trial and make it the trial device from the company themselves, and then just return the trial, but move forward with purchase or obtaining the device um, from the school district. Gotcha. Cool. And I know that um, some, most states, I think, have their developmental disabilities, um, board of DD or something like that. I forget what it's Mm -hmm. called now, but I know that we would always ask for money from that for some families who might've gotten denied some for insurance and for any devices. And in the outpatient that could have been for an AAC device or some sort of PT things Mm -hmm. that they're using, things like that. So we would always, um, ask for that. And I know it's different everywhere too, because our, you know, I'm in Michigan, but our County will help with some funding Mm -hmm. too. There's just like, I feel like so many different avenues you can go. And unfortunately I feel like it's really hard to hear about those unless, you know, like a colleague knows of it Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. Cause there's grants and, and stuff you can get too. I know like, yep. I was just going to say that. So there are grants out there. I know that one that I've heard a lot of, I haven't personally used them, but I think it's called orange effect. I'll double check that to make sure I'm not linking you guys somewhere crazy. <laughs> that's okay. um, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, but I think they have done some funding, at least partial funding, if not full funding for mm-hmm. some devices um, for people as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just really trying to find all those different avenues that you can to help out these families. Yeah. Which is great that there's so many options, just kind of overwhelming for us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what are just some kind of last big tips that you could give SLPs, especially Mm. beginning SLPs? Rachel and I feel like a lot of our audience tends to be um, newer SLPs or CFs that are kind of newer in the field that again, might get a little bit um, nervous with working with AAC, especially with devices and implementing devices Mm -hmm. for the first time. So what are some tips that you can give us for that? Um, I would say if you can get your hands on some of the apps, um, that we talked about, even if they're the free or the light versions that don't speak, Mm -hmm. that's fine because you can still get in there and play around with it and explore and figure out what the different buttons do and how to program Mm -hmm. and not be worried about messing up somebody's system. Although 
I will tell you, it's really hard to mess up somebody's system because right. <laughs> you can always reset it back to factory settings. And then it's like, it never it's happened. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, goodness. I've, <laughs> right, I've had multiple kids come into school once and have reprogrammed like a oh, no. hundred buttons on their device of like just random googly gobbly stuff. Oh, no. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And the parents are apologizing up and down. I'm like, right. it's okay. It's okay. We've got it. We've got it back up. We're good. We'll just restore everything. It's fine. But that being said, no, you just, you really got to get in there and just play with it. And even if that, um, before you even have a kid with AAC, even if it's just something that's interesting to you that you think, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll ever have a kid with this, or maybe this kiddo would benefit from it. Just play around with them. You can also, like you were saying, um, talk to your rep in the, in your area and they may just bring a device and let you keep it, even if you don't have a kid to trial it with. Right. Um, just to play around with it and look at all the different apps out there um, and kind of get a feel for them because you can't, like I said, you can't mess it up. And if you are starting it with a kiddo, um, just model for them. Obviously, what that means is just touching something and talking about it while you're touching it. Mm -hmm. um, but talk the kiddo through, like, don't be afraid to mess up because I always tell paraprofessionals and teachers this too. If you mess up, it shows the kid that I don't have to be perfect doing this because a lot of our kids are like, oh, I don't want to do that because I can't do it as well as Miss Megan does. And I don't want to look silly. I mean, we don't hear them say that, but oftentimes I'm telling you, I wouldn't doubt that it's going through their minds. Right. So if we talk through like, oh man, where did that word go and show them that it's okay and show them how to find those different things, it's going to make it easier for everybody. Um, so I would just say, go for it and, and try it and do it. And don't be afraid. It's not scary. I promise. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially with knowing all of these resources that are out there. Cause I think sometimes it's just overwhelming because there is so much, but sure. like you said, just starting and just going for it and learning as much yeah. as you can about it. Yep. Well, Megan, I think that's all we have for you. Um, okay. we really, we really, really appreciate you coming on here and, um, we would love to share any of the things you talked about. So we'll make sure that we link those for our listeners. Um, like you said, in our notes and so that they can look at that and they can also find you. What is your Instagram handle? You can kind of give your spiel. Oh, sure. <laughs> so I am on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, a little on TikTok. Every yes, once your in a YouTube while. videos. I'm definitely going to look into yeah. those because that sounds really yeah. helpful. A few more in the works too, but um, everything is sensible literacy, but it's not spelled the way you think it would. So it's S S E N S E. So like sensory, but like your senses. S E N S E A B L E literacy. Love it. So yep, sensible. So you can find me all over there. You can um, message me, email me. I love to chat about this stuff. Great. So don't and ever she, feel like you're a bother. <laughs> and Megan definitely has some really great videos on her Instagram. I was looking through some of the videos that you do with your kids. Some of the yes. examples that you give on there are really, really helpful. So definitely Thank check you. her out. And I just Thank wanted you. to give you a quick little shout out. Thank you so much. I don't think we've mentioned this, but Megan reached out to us after our mm -hmm. first AAC episode when Claire and I were like, 
well, I wish we could test devices, but we don't know how. So she reached out to us and gave us all of this information and was so gracious to come on the podcast. So thank you so much. I feel like we've already learned so much in an area that we don't have a lot of knowledge. And I'm so excited to kind of dive into all of the links and resources that you gave us. Wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. I love talking about this. So it was a joy. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast that you can email us with suggestions, or if you or someone you know wants to be on the podcast, that's let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.